chip on the floor, man. Some neighbors are saying way too loud. Welcome in, everybody, to a brand new episode of the world-famous Loose Lugnuts podcast. I'm Evan Roberts, joined alongside Thomas Dick. And Thomas, we got a special episode today as we had the chance to talk to truck driver Grant Enfinger. And we mean truck driver as in, like, NASCAR truck driver, not like not Freedom like Convoy. <laughs> Although, if we get, we'll have to have some of those on someday, maybe. Yeah, yeah uh, real good interview. Um, he's very excited about this season. We didn't uh, go in too much about last season. You could tell that, you know, he's moved on from whatever. I, I thought there was mixed emotions with it. Like yeah, he, he had some success there, but I think it. We don't know all the details, but it seemed like it kind of maybe didn't end the best way or the way that he wanted to. But he seems really happy with GMS Racing, so yeah, for him. But let's get into it. Here's our interview with NASCAR truck driver Grant Enfinger. We're pleased to have on as a guest a six-time winner in the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series and a championship four driver in 2020 GMS Racing's Grant Enfinger. Grant, welcome to Loose Lug Nuts. I appreciate you having me. Thank you, guys. So uh, let's start with uh, on fr- last Friday's race at Vegas. We were pretty excited watching the race. It looked like you, you know, you're going to finish in the top ten, have a really good run, and then your name didn't come up on the pylon. I don't know if you ever go back and watch the races, but like, can you take us through what happened there at that end? At the end? Yeah, we um, we've had an ugly last two laps to 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 both our uh, races so far. So, um, you know, unfortunately, uh, over the whole night, we we just weren't great. You know, we we had pretty good speed on short runs, and then after five or ten laps, we we would fade um, a little bit. So, we finally got ourselves in a pretty decent position to where we were going to either finish fifth or sixth, and uh, just uh, a side draft went went wrong uh, by one of our competitors and kind of put uh put me in the four truck in the wall pretty good and uh that happened with a lap and a half to go and trying to just kind of baby it on around there and, and still finish in what eighth or ninth or whatever we we're going to be and uh then the tire blew going into three coming to the checkered and then uh if that wasn't good enough then it then it caught on fire and <laughs> all the wiring and oil lines and all that kind of stuff so so yeah just um uh, a pretty dismal start to the season for us, to, to be honest with you. We've, uh, you know, we, we haven't had great speed, but we haven't had bad speed. Um, we, we definitely have some work to do, um, even outside of these crashes, um, you know, that we've unfortunately had the first couple races. Um, but overall, everybody's uh, staying focused and staying after it. And uh, we're moving forward to a track in Atlanta in a week and a half that I think is um, is going to be somewhat of a crapshoot, you know. That it's going to it's going to be kind of speedway racing, kind of downforce racing. There, there's a lot of unknowns, so um, little uh, little concern going into Atlanta. Um, with the starting in the hole with the, the two crashes, does anything change with your strategy this early, or do you still let it play out a few more races before? Yeah, you know, Tom, I, I think with with only two races in. Uh, um, you know, I, I would like to say, no, our strategy hasn't changed, but, um, you know, I, I feel like we're, we're so far in the hole that, uh, that we need a few stage points, you know, um, it, it's hard to say exactly how Atlanta is going to play out, but I do feel like it's going to be somewhat of a track position game. Um, but if a caution comes out four or five laps to go at Atlanta, um, we might not be in the same position that we were in last week in Vegas where we would pit early and try to set ourselves up for the end. Um, you know, I'm not saying we, 
we would sacrifice the, the finishing position for that, but but we might sacrifice our second stage to to get some stage points in that first stage. So um, that that's about the only thing that would change kind of on our strategy. Um, my strategy is to, to you know be aggressive and um, you know get get all we can get on the track. So um, we'll just uh, uh, we'll just have to kind of see how it goes. So this is your uh, your first season with GMS racing full time. How are, well are you connecting with the new crew and the crew chief? And then uh, secondly, uh, you ran some tr- uh, truck races with them back in 2016. So what was it? Is there some things that you could look back to when you signed with them this offseason that kind of drew you back to them? I, you know, first of all, yeah, myself and uh, Charles Denike, who's my crew chief over here at GMS, were getting along great. And uh, all the guys seem to be uh, getting along good. And uh, the preparation on these uh, Chevys has been really, really good to, to, uh, to these first couple races there um we've we've also we're, we're able to do the tire test earlier so we've all had a chance to work together you know for the last few months and feel like overall that's going really really smoothly that the transition has gone good um yeah so I, i've actually been at gms before um a couple years in arca and then uh six or seven truck races in 2016 so that's uh who i got my first uh truck win with at talladega so um those relationships uh kind of never never faltered we we always stayed in touch and and all that kind of stuff so um the the transition back has been pretty smooth for your first win at talladega to be in your home state how cool was that for you yeah it's definitely you know that's one of those things that um you know i'll 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 have etched in my memory forever you know with with all the people that had supported me uh growing up and and go-karts and legends cars and all that kind of stuff um most of those guys were at that race and um you know all the friends and family so yeah that's definitely a special one that'll uh always always be be the most meaningful so how much easier is this year compared to last year running two different trucks with two different teams well, yeah, um, and, no that, pra- and no practice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all that, uh, significantly different than last year, um, you know, bouncing around between two different trucks. And and also, the you know, a lot of people didn't realize, but last year, because of the no practice and no qualifying and the way, the way they started, because I would change trucks all the time, I'd pretty much, you know, start in the back, uh, you know. 20th or 25th it seemed like on a weekly basis just because nascar that that's the way they they said it um but yeah fortunately we don't have to deal with that this year um you know i'd say overall you know the off season and, and everything moving forward has been so smooth and um such a, a relief for me to to know what i'm doing for a couple of years and and to be in in really good championship equipment so um now now we just need to perform a little bit better so uh, like i said overall you know, we've, we've, we've had okay speed. We, we need to work on that quite a bit. And, and, uh, we just, we just need the stars to align a little bit and, uh, not, not get caught up in other people's wrecks. Like we have the first two races. You handled that situation last year, very graciously. Like, how did that go down? And, uh, like, was it, did they ever give you an out to, to join a team full time or was that pretty much too late in the game to set that up? Yeah, unfortunately, it was too late in the game. Um, when I found out about it the first or second week there in January, I, I'd had some teams that had contacted me, um, you know, earlier in the year. And to be honest with you, I, I couldn't get off the phone uh, fast enough with those guys. I, I wanted everything to continue how it was and, and all that. And, um, you know, that that's just uh, not the not the way it turned out. So, uh, unfortunately, you know, uh, last year was, was a little bit of a mess. But, um, 
but I, I would take that to, to get to where we are right now and to, to have a two-year deal with a championship organization in GMS racing and, and to carry along champion power equipment. So yeah, last year was, was messy and, and definitely not, not what I wanted, not, not what I expected um, or anything like that, but, but definitely thankful for, for the opportunity I, I have in front of me. And then uh, one last horse sport question. I know you don't really want to talk about them, <laughs> but I'm a native Northeast Ohio guy. So it, 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 their, their operations intrigue me a little bit. Like how much time were you in Sandusky when you were driving for them? Yeah. You know, last year it was kind of an anomaly, but, but the first four years I was at a uh, sport out, I, I would go up every couple of weeks, um, you know, go up on a Monday morning, come back on a Wednesday or Thursday and um, didn't really have a job there at the shop, but uh, I'm, I'm a guy that likes to be involved. I, I want to know what's, what's in our truck, what's in the, the competitors trucks there that, that are our teammates. Um, and, and, you know, just kind of, you know, want to, want to have those relationships uh, in, at the racetrack, obviously, but, but also at the shop, you know, there, there's so much happens and man, these guys work so hard at the shop. Um, you know, I kind of uh, like to see some of that preparation and, and help out where I can. Um, but also, you know, with my, my crew chief being there, felt like it was, it was important for, for us to have that face-to-face -face contact too. And, you know, kind of read each other's expressions when, when we're talking about certain setup trends and in certain situations at the racetrack, I always think that's helpful to, to be in person. So is that a competitive disadvantage for them being out of the Carolina loop? You know, I think it's, um, you know, got ups and downs. You know, I think overall, yeah, you're, you're a little bit distant from some of the, the newer technology and the, the stuff that, you know, the racing is evolving each and every day and, and it changes really, really quickly. So, so yeah, you know, that, that could be a disadvantage uh, for those guys. Um, but they also have a little bit of an advantage from, you know, their, their, their turnover rate is not nearly as high as it is, you know, what, what an average team is in North Carolina. So uh, some of those guys have been there for 10 or 15 years and, and stuff like that. So yeah, there, there's a, a balancing act, but I mean, the moral of the story is the, the owner of, of that team wants to, wants to be there. So, so that's where it's going to be. Uh, so it's kind of been overshadowed by the next gen overhaul in the cup series, but the trucks, you guys have a new, uh, look that's supposed to mirror the showroom trucks does that affect the truck's performance at all or have you noticed anything different with that you know there's uh you know you can kind of look at the performance side of things and, and see if you can pick up on, on any trends the first couple races i think it's still a, a little early to tell um i think our chevy silverado looks really good i'm, I'm glad we have some some uh, more identity there um but yeah there there's definitely going to be you know i, I think I think NASCAR is going to have more of their hands full to, to try to have the parity that they go after. So um, definitely the manufacturers wanted, wanted our, our Silverado on the track to, to look more like the, the truck um, that, that's on the, on the road. And, and they've done that. I think they've done a great job with that, but, but yeah, definitely um, as stuff evolves, you know, NASCAR is going to kind of have to have to keep a handle on that. I haven't noticed anything big so far. Um, Something that, that's also new for us this year is uh, a couple of suspension component changes. We, we can run bump springs. Um, so that, that could affect uh, some of our handling characteristics and some of the trends that, that we pick up on uh, this year. So a few, uh, few little subtle differences for us in the, in the truck series and nothing, uh, nothing like the, the cup guys this year. <laughs> uh, so, you know, one of the things that we do every week is we recap and preview all of, you know, the three races, truck, Xfinity, cup. And on a lot of the weekends, the truck races are a lot more entertaining uh, than the other two, in my opinion, just because the, I think of the time frame, they're a little bit shorter, but I think also they're really competitive. 
Yeah, we're crazy and we rake a lot of trucks. <laughs> yeah. uh, how do you think NASCAR gets the word out and tries to increase, you know, viewership for the truck series? I don't think they've tried, to be honest with you. You know, um, you know, I think their their focus is the Cup Series, and then you know their second tier they look at is Xfinity Series, and then their third tier is is the Truck Series. So you know, I, I think they they look at it that way. And, um, you know, I think if they did change that, that school of thought there, there'd be a lot more truck series fans, but, um, you know, the, the truck races are wild, you know, that yeah. it, it doesn't matter if we're on a mile and a half like Vegas or like we were in Daytona a couple weeks ago or going to Atlanta or Martinsville. I mean, um, you know, nobody has a whole lot of respect in the truck series. Um, everybody's, you know, scratching and clawing to, to get there, but also the, the package that we have, you know, it's a, it's a whole lot of drag. Um, in my opinion, we don't have quite a, enough horsepower. You know, we, we probably have too much downforce. So they're they're easy to drive by themselves. But, man, they are a handful in traffic. So, um, you know, if you're passing a guy and, and he comes down on your quarter panel a little bit, like, you can't get around them. So you, you play the side drafting game a lot. Um, you know, uh, I, all kinds of racing is track position. But uh, but a, a restart in the truck series is completely different than a restart in, in the truck or Xfinity series, and and I think the fans see that when, when they do tune in and, and watch our races. You got the the last minute Xfinity ride last season. Um, do you have any feelers out for some Xfinity stuff this year or in the in the future? Uh, no, honestly, not not really. I, I am a driver that likes to get in anything uh, anytime I can. Um, but no, last year that happened. It was about midnight and i was leaving the racetrack from from our race and and sam hunt called me um but uh you know uh, overall like my my focus is 100 percent to dominate the truck series and be able to to dominate a season and win a championship and and anything else that i might do whether it be xfinity or arca or late model or or whatever is it, just kind of icing on the cake and um something that, that i would genuinely enjoy doing and, and want to do as long as we can do that without it taking away from from our truck program uh, so growing up in uh, Fairhope, how did you get into racing and what age did you start with the go-karts? Yeah, really, um, you know, I guess from the very beginning, it started with, with my dad's love for racing and, and going to Talladega with, with uh, him and a, and a friend of his and, and his son, uh, Evan and Greg Allen. And then, um, then that kind of transitioned to, to a friend and a client of my dad's. He raced it at the local tracks area in Mobile and and then uh, we had a L.A. Raceway, which is a, a little little dirt track in, in lower Alabama that we would go to and just really started as a fan and uh, worked on my dad for, for a go-kart for felt like five or six years. And, and uh, when I turned 11, he was able to, to give me a go-kart and, uh, and we were racing t- together for, for quite a while. So definitely, um, you know, great experiences growing up. But, uh, but no, nobody in my family raced or anything like that. We're just, yeah. just uh, race fans that, uh, that started racing go-karts. And then there's always that point where it goes from, you know, this is really fun to, oh my gosh, I can make a career out of that. When did you hit that point? Yeah, when I was 15, uh, racing Legends cars, and that's when I decided, you know, I want to do this for a living. This is something that I, I truly have a passion for and um, really didn't care what else was going on in life. You know, I was going to work on that Legends car until I made it as fast as I possibly could. And, um, you know, when it, when it started becoming probably an unhealthy position uh, or, or obsession, you know, from, from age 15 to probably age 30. So I'm 37 now. I um, feel like I have a little bit of a healthier balance now. 
um, or it's probably 15 years that there wasn't much going on in my life other than, than racing and, and working on these cars. But, uh, you know, that, you know, age 15, it's kind of when I decided, Hey, you know, it all costs, uh, you know, I'm going to find a way to, to make this my living. So it's Rattler weekend this weekend, I think. And I saw a couple truck guys on the entry list. I think host of our Majeski. Um, how important is it for drivers to run the local tracks and the small races first as part of honing their driving skills, but also just to, to mesh the national circuits with the local grassroots stuff? Yeah, um, you know, I definitely think it's good for, for any driver to, to get seat time, whether it's something they're actually racing or something for fun or, or whatever. Um, I think that's great. I wish I was going to the Rattler this weekend. I, I did last year. Um, you know, I, I enjoy running the Super for late model uh, stuff that that's a that's a whole lot of fun and and um you know the rattler is one of those races i was able to, to win a couple of times in in my late model years but um i i think it's it's like it's about time in my opinion that nascar and the team owners have embraced you know their drivers going to the short track races whether it's you know a kyle larson or a, or a ricky stenhouse or a whoever you know going and racing dirt cars to to a host of our or me or whoever going and racing a super late model. I, I think it's about time that we embrace that. Um, you know, I think, I think NASCAR is, has done a poor job over the last, you know, 15 years of kind of getting away from those, those grassroots fans that, that built this sport. And I definitely think they've, they've made a great turn the last few years to get back to that. And, and I think their drivers running on the local level is part of that. That's, that's part of bringing those grassroots guys that, that, that are huge fans of the dirt tracks and the local tracks to the NASCAR and to the national stage. And, and I think it's incredibly important. You know, I think for the longest time, uh, the team owners didn't want their drivers that they, they have a, a lot invested in to get hurt. And I understand that. And, and that's still a, a reasonable risk. Um, but, uh, but I definitely think, think the, uh, the positives outweigh the negatives there. So I, I like to see that happen. Do you consider uh, South Alabama Speedway your local, your hometown track? No, you know, I was right in between Mobile International Speedway and Pensacola uh, mm -hmm. 5 Speedway. So where, where I grew up was was basically 45 minutes either way to, to either of those tracks. So I kind of, I would, I would say both of those are, are, are my home home tracks there. Um, but we, we definitely raced uh, up Alabama, South Alabama Speedway quite a bit. That's about two and a half hours um, from the house there. And I would encourage anybody that, that ever had opportunity to, to go to the Rattler. That's a good show. Um, it's definitely in the middle of nowhere. Hop, <laughs> is, uh, Hop is about an hour past civilization. <laughs> got, some, got some good uh, country folks uh, there in Alabama that, that really support that race. And, and John Dykes, who runs the Speedway there, does a great job. And then uh, of all the people you've raced against in the Legend Series, along the Gulf Coast or in ARCA, who's the best driver we never saw? The best driver we never saw, man. Um, I wish you'd give me a little heads up on that question. <laughs> I thought about it some. You know, I, I think um, I think probably one of the best guys that, that guys really recognize in the dirt racing world is uh, is Jonathan Davenport. Um, he was coming through Legends Cars a little bit before me, um, so I didn't race directly with him. But I would say he. He had more talent than um, than probably anybody in that era in the Legends cars. Um, you know, some things kind of changed on on his path. It took him to dirt racing, 
Um, I, I think he'd be, you know, one of those talents that that everybody would recognize if he stayed on the asphalt um, ranks. So that would uh, that probably be the the one the one that comes to mind first. Yeah. And then, so I'm an Auburn alum. I know you went to South Alabama. Mm-hmm. Well, growing yeah. up in Fairhope, were you a Roll Tide or War Eagle? I was, I was big Roll Tide. So <laughs> I I grew up on an Alabama mattress. You know, not an Alabama comforter. An Alabama mattress. So, uh, uh, definitely uh, diehards. Uh, you know, my my parents, grandparents, sister, everybody was uh, was you know went went to Alabama, and, and uh, I, I stayed in Alabama so I could race weight models. But but I did. Uh, I'm I'm married uh, a, a War Eagle, so I I can I can kind of feel your pain when it comes to football. <laughs> so how does what does the Alabama mattress look like? It is legitimately an Alabama mattress. I would I would have to show you a picture. Like it, I don't know. Instead of assertive, the entire thing is just crimson red with elephants on it, and um, you know it, it's it's pretty wild. Like everything in our house seemed like it was Alabama thing. Yeah, I mean I'm sorry you had to sleep on that, but uh... yeah, they probably don't offer that in Auburn, so <laughs> I didn't have that choice. Uh, so also being from Bear Hope, I think you're the most, second most favorite, uh, famous person there with the Jimmy Buffett. Is he your favorite singer? Well, Jimmy Buffett is good. I I don't know if I would classify him as from Fair Hope, though. But uh, but yeah, he's definitely definitely incredibly. You know, he's he's got a lot of ties to the Gulf Coast. So yeah. and I, I know he lived there for for quite a while, and um, he, he's definitely spent a lot of time in there. And then uh, who does Mardi Gras better, New Orleans or Mobile? Because I've heard some stories about Mobile. You know, I think I think New Orleans if you want to get shot, um, and then probably Fairhope if you want to catch some beads and a moon pie. All right. <laughs> and then uh, we will wrap it up with uh, this is time for you to thank all your sponsors. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, you know, big thanks to, to Champion Power Equipment for for uh, following uh, following me over here to GMS Racing and and uh, helping me chase my dreams and and chase a championship this year. So. So those guys have been incredible to work with. And, and, uh, the guys I'm just leaving right here at Chevrolet. So, um, they've been a huge supporter of, uh, of our effort this year. Um, a lot of behind the scenes effort from, from Chevrolet. So, so thank you to them. And, um, you know, just, just leaving the simulator here. So we've, uh, we've been working on some Atlanta stuff, um, today, but, uh, but yeah, thank you to, uh, to everybody that keeps us going. Uh, Maury Gallagher, Mike Bean, uh, Ron Booth, all the guys at GMS racing and, and, uh, you know, all our fans that support us. Well, Grant, we appreciate you taking the time. I know you're busy. Good luck in Atlanta. Good luck the rest of the year. We'll be rooting for you. We appreciate you taking the time. All right. Thank you, guys. So, again, a special thanks to Grant for taking some time. He had just gotten out of the simulator uh, when he talked yeah. to us. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, simulator time's the key these days, you know, with the uh, the shorter practice. So, we were, we were – uh, very excited to have him on very uh, down to earth guy uh like everyone we talk to in nascar um yeah it's not a sport that lends to uh, taints and cretins um just a lot of good people so i, I loved uh uh the emotion that he showed when we were talking about the truck races when we were talking about you know usually those are some of the more exciting ones and he kind of laughed and was just like yeah we're crazy out there <laughs> yeah and it's true and uh you know it would be nice to see nascar promote it more and yeah. it'd be nice to see he took like, a couple shots at nascar yeah well if nascar comes to your town like why are you not going to that race i don't get yeah tickets t- uh, tickets cheaper 
the race is just as good and might not have Kyle Larson or Chase Elliott in the race, but still some really good uh, drivers and really good product. And like I said, a lot of weekends, um, A, it's the easiest race to watch because you only got to commit like two, two and a half hours. Yeah. And some of the racing is the most competitive. So, yeah, I thought it was really good stuff. And uh, he's also not a fan of New Orleans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah who would have thought you, yeah if you want to get shot at <laughs> go to new orleans i don't think new orleans uh, chamber of commerce will be using it. <laughs> so again a special thanks to grant again for coming on and the folks at gms racing for helping us set that up we hope you guys enjoyed it as much as we did we'll be back tomorrow as we preview the races at phoenix We appreciate you guys for listening. You can uh, download on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Also, uh, leave us a five-star review. We uh, appreciate you guys for listening. We will see you. I grew up in Texas where football was my game. Until that racing fever started burning in my brain. Started running many stops when I was 13. And won a short track championship when I was just 16. I met a man named Harry Hyde, he built a car for me. Sponsored by Granddaddy Hill and Strilling Company. We ran in five Grand Nationals when I was 17. My Talladega finish was the start of my big dream. Thank you for the ride, Harry Hyde. And I'm glad I had Granddaddy on my side. given me the brakes I must admit she smiled a bit but it's me that runs the race now you can't be a champion due to luck or circumstance I'll do the best I can for those who've given me the chance thank you for the ride